Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef. It's a podcast about Top Chef. Now, last time, last week, it was Jamal Bryan. There was no Reeves. And this week, there's Jamal blank Reeves because Bryan sadly passed on coming on the show this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, he left me a text message. He said he can't make it today. Yeah. I, I think he sent it to the group text message chain. He, he said, did, but I don't check that. Yeah, you don't. You never respond to that. Um, he said, "Yo, I'm busy with some crazy niggas today." Okay, and I mean this is part of the reason why I don't check that group chat because I don't. Yeah, I don't like the language he in yeah. particular uses. I immediately said. I don't think that's appropriate language for our group chat. I know we're friends. I know you feel like you have black tendencies, but that's not one of them you should adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the odds that Brian listens to this and just cuts all this out? <laughs> I mean, listens to this very high, cuts it all out very low. <laughs> very low. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. Um. This is the only official Top Chef podcast sanctioned by Tom Colicchio and Padma and Gail and Richard and Kwame mm-hmm. and uh, Melissa Melissa and the other <clears throat> bubble guests, mm-hmm. judges on the show this season. Uh, we have another special guest and this is a very special guest and everyone should probably be able to tell who it is based on the voice once he starts talking you're going to be like I know this voice from somewhere as soon as he starts talking you're, you're going to be like wait a minute I kind of feel like I just heard this voice because this week on the podcast we have Jeff Ray say what's up Jeff Ray hey what's up everybody I don't feel like my rap voice sounds the same as my speaking voice so I feel like that intro could potentially be a little misleading but I can try to like rap talk any answers you i give you today i would love for you to rap talk the entire time you're here very difficult um i understand it's difficult but you did volunteer that skill so ah yeah so i'm gonna now hold you to it and now our audience is also gonna hold you to that um thank you for being here you are third mic normally brian is third mic but since brian is skipping out on the podcast he's now fourth mic and so it's me, Reeves, the classic duo, best mm-hmm. friends. And now we've got our guest now, Third Mike. And so a lot of people who are listening are going to be saying to themselves, will this episode be better than when it was just Jamal and Brian? And the answer is probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> and it's not because of me. No, it's not your fault. No, it's not And my it's definitely fault. not the guest's fault. Yeah, no. It might be the host who uh, started off on a very inappropriate bit. It might be that person's fault. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Jeff, if anyone who's listening can't tell because his speaking voice is different, he 
is the musician who uh, was kind enough to do the intro song for us for the podcast. Jeff, what was the process like of uh, doing that intro song? Um, I feel like creative people will definitely identify with that process. Mm. Um, you definitely hit me up to do it. I thought it was a very tight opportunity. Uh, and it was different from stuff I'm usually asked to do. Oh. That said, um, I did nothing for nice. about three months. Mm-hmm. And you would continuously text me, not continuously like in a bad way, but you would remind yeah. me and I'd be like, oh, snap, I got to do that. And then I would just go back to doing, you know, what my life is, which is watching Bigfoot mm-hmm. shows on Discovery TV <laughs> and arguing with my wife about conspiracies. Uh-huh. Mm. And then the last time you hit me up, I was like, you know what? I have to make this happen because <laughs> I, Jamal is a good guy. He's funny. And I want to help out but uh for me the process did take a little time to be honest let's be uh a hundred thousand percent honest with how this went thank you thank you the first three to four or five months that i didn't do it it's because i just couldn't i couldn't think of anything i was just like i don't know okay um and then when you hit me up i was like all right like i can't i either have to tell you no or i just have to do it uh, and at that point, I got into my little uh, tiny closet office studio and I found, you know, you'd already picked the beat out. So I was like, oh, this is good. So I just started kind of letting my mic record and I would just say words about the podcast and try and be funny mm-hmm. and think of jokes. And it, you know, things would come out and it would, someone would be bad and someone would be good, but it was kind of like, oh, I found a thread here. And I'd start rhyming this word with that word. And once, I actually turned on the microphone to do it. The process took 30 minutes. So I feel extra bad that I waited five months to do 30 minutes of work and send that out. But I think that it just took me part of it is just working up to that energy. So, yeah. Yeah. And we thank you for sending those invoices for five months prior Mm. to um, completing the song. Oh, yeah. You know, got to get the deposit up front. So, yeah. Yeah. We did have to pay you for five months. And we were sitting here and Brian and Reeves were kind enough to remind me every few months, hey, what happened to that possible intro song? And I kept having to go, oh, yeah, I need to ask Jeff again about that. Yeah. We're like, where's the return on our investment, Jamal? Yeah. Jamal's like, you guys, I'm good for it, right? You're going to yeah. get you're gonna get your return any time now. Yeah. yeah. And I um, woke up one day with a horse head in my bed, and I was like, okay, they're serious. Yeah, and he got the freaking message when we severed the head of his horse. Jeff, did you, to get inspiration for your song, did you by any chance listen to our initial intro song that we had? I um, did, and actually when Jamal reached out, I at first, I didn't directly decline, but I was like, yo, your intro song is already fire. Why do you need to change it? Okay, thank you. And this I, what I, I'm I, saying. Yeah. I feel like I don't like I'm I'm serious. Like I liked it. I, I am very happy with the opportunity you guys gave me, you know, and I was really happy with how it came out. But your first one was a banger already. So I like the first one. Didn't love it. I love yours, Jeff. And that's what we were going for. We wanted a labor of love. Mm-hmm. We wanted a five month like get into the zone, really deliver something from the heart. Reeves. Reeves did a great job. Again, I liked it. And there's nothing wrong with something being likable. 
I just love Jeff's version. Yeah. I listen, first of all, thank you guys so much for saying you like my version. Always mm-hmm. nice to meet some fans. Mm-hmm. But I I will say that you guys are the only ones that told me that you liked it. A lot of mm-hmm. what I've been hearing is the first version of the intro song, Suck Shit, <laughs> seemed like <laughs> that dude just made it up on the spot and wasn't even good at making stuff up on the spot. Is he good at these things? Was he making a joke? It It's all bad. The new one is good and professional. So it's nice to hear another side of that. Well, now, it was sort of also made up on the spot. Yeah. Oh, so, no, no. so okay. we just have different different levels of that's right. background with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, different experience yeah. levels. So that, yeah. that was just first time I'd ever done that. So ah. and I mean, Reeves, we didn't really give you a beat. Mm-hmm. I uh, made yeah. my own. Jeff, Jeff had a beat selection that he let us go through and like a whole like it's almost like a, you know you just move into a house so you know it's like you got to do the paint samples like jeff gave us a whole thing of paint samples that we got to pick first and then the artist went to work you know yes. we didn't give you that and in my case i forgot that that was something that i promised people and then was told in the middle of the podcast i needed to do it and so in that moment, I said, I'm just whatever comes to my mind, I'm going to do. And I did it. And then I refused to do anything else after that. <laughs> yeah. So. You kind of spent a lot of your um, creative uh, currency doing that uh, intro originally. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could do another one for another like 50 years or something yeah, like that. I, so, And I, I personally wouldn't ask you to. No. That's Especially right. since we have Jeffs. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So last week you weren't here. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't here for a very special reason. What was that reason again? Just it was my freaking birthday. And happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much. Um, so walk us through what was so amazing about your birthday that you couldn't be here last week. Well, here's the thing. I, not a lot of my listeners, our listeners know this, but I'm a workaholic, okay? And this pod chef, people probably listen and think like, oh, what a fun thing that these guys are doing. They're just doing it for shits and giggles. It's whatever. I'm like, no, this is a fucking job for me. It's work. Okay, it's, it's work. work. I'm putting in the hours. We get paid a lot to do this so it's a job and the thing is i always promised myself and my family that on my birthday would be the one day a year that i would take off so i could spend time with my family and so i promised my family i would do it and i did it and i was like no work today it was a saturday that's when we record and so uh, I took now, some now time you're peeking them behind the curtain. Yeah, that's when we record, record. If case anyone wants to come in and rush our record, <laughs> interrupt <laughs> it. Feel free to. That, and listen, if people want to do that and give us criticism, I'm, I'm begging our listeners <laughs> to give us criticism at this point. <laughs> they refuse to leave reviews and write it there. So if they want to break in, <laughs> don't actually don't break into our house. But if they do want to come. <laughs> During the record and softly knock on the door and then offer some criticism. I listen, I'll take it. Yeah. Brian, leave all this in. Yes, please. Maybe you guys have to offer some uh, incentives, like first person to leave a YouTube review gets a podcast, a pod chef t-shirt or okay. like you'll do okay. the first person to leave a five-star review gets a voicemail 
message on their phone by Jamal as Denzel or something. <clears throat> okay. You know? And now these ideas are not public domain, so we do not have to pay you for them, but we will use them. And these are good ideas. Yeah. 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 And also, if you could help us execute them, we don't, I don't think, have anything YouTube related or a YouTube page. Well, I am. I am in the works on putting our stuff on YouTube. Sweet. <laughs> so That's probably a good idea. Try and monetize this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say real quick before we keep going with your story, Jeff, thank you so much. And this is why we need a better third mic. <laughs> Who comes up with these ideas? Yes. Take that, Brian. Keep that in. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I, I went to a restaurant on my birthday. I went it's the first time I had been since... Oh, it just got very sexy in here. <laughs> I'm watching Smite in the background and it just turned on. You're you say watching Smut? <laughs> yeah. No, Smut. <laughs> no. That's what you I call was, pornography, I, Smut? No, Look I was watching, smut. Why am I watching uh, this? Oh, uh, no, I'm caught. No, I was watching a game called Smite in the background. There's a tournament happening right now. It was on Twitch TV and it just randomly, if you're on mute for long enough, it will unmute itself. I don't know why it does that. Okay, well, so fuck me, Brian, man. take I don't that out. To... That's 1416, Brian, take that out. <laughs> I um, know Brian's going to leave that in. I know, I know oh, Guaranteed this is all staying in. Um, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I went to a restaurant on my birthday. We went to Rose's Luxury. It was delightful. We went with some friends uh, that we haven't seen in a while. Um, who are Top Chef fans but and friends of ours. They don't listen to the podcast. Nice. <laughs> so, um, but it was lovely. I had a great time. What did you have? Well, wait, we can't talk about that. Can I ask? Um, yeah, no. Is this like a, if there was no pandemic last year, would this have also been where you've, like, is this a tradition? You always go out to like a nice restaurant for dinner? We do for people's birthday. We'll, we'll go somewhere fun. Last year, it was going to be, oh, fuck, what was it? We had to cancel it. It was like the Little Inn or something like that. Oh, the Inn at Little Washington or yes. whatever, that place? Yes. That's still wrong, but like, it's, <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, exactly. we are, we're all yeah. there. And again, this is Third Mike Jeff. Who's just supposed to be the guest, but adding so much to the show. Knows restaurants. Knows restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> knows yeah. food. Knows creative processes. Mm-hmm. Like, so, okay. You had, a, you had a little birthday and you had a little dinner with, mm-hmm. with people out in the world. And you couldn't come to the recording. That's okay. I I'll, I'll allow it. it. And then I, I promised to either call in or send you guys pictures during the record. I did mm-hmm. not call in and I sent the pictures late. Yes. Because so, I forgot. Yes. So your level of commitment is, even when you're not here, is the same as when you're here. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. I've grown to like the most. Yes. So let's, I feel like, get right into it. Let's get into Chefs I Prepared for You. Jeff, this is a segment we do where we go around and discuss what we had for dinner last night and we present it as if we we're presenting it to the top chef judges. I'll go first. Chefs, I've prepared for you a sous vide, rosemary and garlic, ribeye steak, mashed sweet potatoes, spiced with cinnamon, allspice, and pumpkin spice, and garlic sautéed spinach. Okay. Did you just put the garlic on top of... I'm looking at the picture here. You're looking at the picture. So the garlic is on top in the last part of the picture. That was just to get even more garlic juices on the steak, but it was basted. 
I see. In garlic and butter. Do you? Here's a question for both of you. Here we do you go, guys like I eat garlic raw? Uh, that's kind of what I was getting at. Do you guys <laughs> like garlic so much that you would eat it almost raw or like semi cooked in some way? Uh, I have had garlic raw, but uh, I prefer it cooked because it is very soft. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not that crazy to eat a cl- like. Why is it weird to eat a clove, but you dice it up and put it in something you're eating it the same way? It's still the same thing. Yes. I don't think it's weird to eat a clove. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought people might think it's weird to eat a whole clove. I think it's weird to eat garlic raw. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, like, yeah. I do that. No. So you like, do that. Now, do you do that for a reason or? Mm, okay. Well, I, I, I don't do it because I like to. I do it because I have to, if that kind of makes more sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that, that does make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm. I think I'm picking up what you're throwing down too. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go into more explanation, feel I've free. got a vampire problem in my neighborhood, <clears throat> so okay. I have to constantly be eating garlic all the time. To you know, yeah. So I don't have any problems. Yeah, because you gotta walk I, your dog. Yeah, and then this is where it happens. Well, actually, not so much there as much as like when I'm in my basement, I get. <laughs> I sometimes hear noises and I get mm-hmm. very, very scared, you know? And so I'm like, well, it could be just house noises. It could be insects or it could be vampire. So I'm trying to like weigh everything up and remove mm-hmm. all of the options. So I, I do have a couple of insect traps down there and I'm also eating full, I mean, heads of garlic almost mm. daily. And you also have like a rosary of garlic that you keep in your yes. hand, right? And drying like, out. You push like one garlic at a time as you're saying prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The garlic you're rosary. Not, you're yeah. not worried about like ghosts? Like I feel like it's a stress to go from insects straight to vampires. Like there's clearly probably ghosts in your basement. Okay. Like, well. So yeah. you might, the garlic might not be necessary. I didn't even consider. Do you think I need yeah. some? I, I probably need to get someone to come in and bust some ghosts, right? Maybe, but what I was initially was thinking when you when you talked about the garlic for the vampires was I, it, for me it was I was wondering if this was like I don't know if anyone else says this, but I feel like you know when people are like oh if I had to go to jail I wouldn't I wouldn't wipe my butt and that way like I wouldn't get <laughs> assaulted. So like maybe is this the the non-jail equivalent of protecting yourself from from vampires. Well, I didn't know about that wipe the butt thing for jail thing, but I'm I don't glad know. I if, know that now. That's a I don't know that I do too. Yeah, well, I guess well, that's why I'm not going to do it now. I don't know, like if that's like a widely known thing, and I don't really know where I heard it, so it could be fake news. But I feel like in the the many uninformed conversations I've had about prison life, that seems to be the recurring plan of all these people I talk to who are like, if I were in jail, I would just not wipe my butt. I've heard stories of people who've been in jail. I've watched uh, documentaries and they have mentioned that some people can't handle the stress of jail so much that they don't shower at all as a way to keep everyone away from them. And sometimes it misfires because sometimes you get beat up because you stink so bad. <laughs> but, then uh, other yeah. time, but other times people are like, get this guy out of here. He, he refuses to shower. So. Yeah, that's a that's a tough coin to flip. Yeah, but even so, I still think that 
uh, cooked garlic would still have the same potency against vampires. Now, here's my question. Can you put garlic on your butt to get vampires away from you? I mean, they wouldn't uh, be trying to... They wouldn't toss your salad as easily, but... That's true. That's true. I mean, I listen. <laughs> I think the garlic necklace is probably where I need to go with it and always yeah. need to wear that. You need a Cuban link garlic necklace. And I also, yeah. I honestly had never even considered this ghost possibility, but I'm now 100% yeah. convinced yeah. that it's just my house is haunted. You need like a, a oh, yeah. puka shell garlic necklace. Mm-hmm. I think just I have one of those garlic. in high school. <laughs> just sliced garlic. Yeah. That's strung together. Believe it or not, I was one of those guys that wore stuff like that. So I believe it. Yeah. I think Brian did too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had earrings. All right. Um well that's yeah, I'd had garlic on there. Uh I ate it with some bites of the steak and the rest of my meal. It was my big uh Friday night meal. Where I like uh, don't eat anything for the most of the day, and I just eat one one big meal for the day. Um, it's very filling, so that's what I had. All right, delicious. Reeves, what do you got? I had. We went over to some friend's house the other night and had Roscoe's pizza, which I'd never had before. Um, and I had a prosciutto and arugula pizza pie. Wait a minute. Now, I, I want to get to this pie, but tell pizza us what pie. you had for your birthday. Oh. Uh, oh, so the I'm not going to go through it. Listen, it was an eight-course meal. It was very Holy nice. Crap. We went to Rose's Luxury. It's a, What a Holy wonderful crap. joy of a place to go eat. Um, but I, I can remember a couple of things. that The first dish was <laughs> they had homemade ice cream. I think one was like a coconut thing, and one like tasted like a tortilla. It was like tortilla ice cream was really cool, but you had caviar that you put on top of it, kind of like to act like the salt that people put on top of ice cream a lot. It's fantastic. Um, And then there was a bunch of other stuff. Um, There was, we had like deep fried fish. There was like a whole chicken. Oh man. Lots of dishes. It was a tofu dish. Lots Hmm. of good stuff. Did any of that stuff have capers on it? No. It didn't, and I did listen to the episode, um, so I do know what you're referencing. I oftentimes, when I was listening to the episode, would talk out loud with things that I would have interjected in the moment, like things like, <laughs> no, I don't like capers, <laughs> or okay. something like that, you know, uh, but I do know you guys <laughs> really thought that I would be into capers, uh, if, and you know, it's funny, when she brought that up, Blue Apron does give you that a lot. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's like they view it as like, oh, this is like a fun substitute for salt or something like that. Uh, but it tastes a little too seafoody. I, I don't like the taste or the texture really. So oh, I love capers. Oh, yeah. A lot of people yeah. like them. Yeah. And see, again, Third Mike Jeff is bringing something to the show. That, <laughs> you know, positivity. He likes capers. I like that. Okay, so you had a prosciutto and arugula pizza? That's right. That's it. Okay. Um, I've got beef with you now. Okay. I'm not a fan of vegetables on pizza. Outside of tomato sauce, yeah, so that's what I was still a fruit, you. which is still a fruit, technically. Yes, I learned that on the Michelle Obama thing on Netflix. 
So, so for, I, whole I, I've got that. beef with you now. You guys had Michelle Obama on here? Shit, we man. had Michelle on here. Uh, Brock couldn't make it, so yeah. she was our number two. Yeah. She filled in and taught us all about tomatoes. Yeah. She was promoting her show. Um, you don't like any vegetables on your pizza? I mean, if I'm getting a pizza, I've already made the choice to get an unhealthy meal. Why am I trying to make this healthy now? If that's the case, I might as well just have like a vegetable on the side, cook a protein and cook like a car. Like I might as well just make a dinner if I want to do that. That's my personal prejudice though. (laughs) That's what you're working through. Yeah. Um, I get that sentiment. I mean, like, listen, I like Domino's pizza. I like a straight up sausage pizza or whatever. Okay, now I've got more beef with you. Oh, no. Do you not like sausage pizzas? (laughs) I'm not a fan of Domino's. Whoa. Oh, Domino's is fine. Sausage pizza, no. I'm not a fan of sausage pizza pizza either, but Domino's to me is like, uh, I'm a pizza hut boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuffed crust for life. I'm stuffed crust pepperoni boy for life but uh, domino's uh, i'm still waiting for them to do what papa john's did which is copy pizza and make a stuffed crust that's not as good oh that's what you want them to do that papa yeah john's just so did. that they can all stop pretending like they don't copy each other mm-hmm. <laughs> and um uh but domino's to me is the bottom tier i used to hate it when they got free advertising in the teenage mutant teenage mutant ninja turtle movies and i was like why would the turtles be eating this <laughs> They could get any pizza in New York, and they're eating <laughs> they Domino's pizza. They are rolling in dough from the vigilante <laughs> lifestyle. They're, they're they can get any pizza they want. <laughs> but you're in New York. You can yeah. get so much better pizza. Why are you getting Domino's delivered? I mean, they live in a sewer. Yeah. So Doesn't mean they can't have class. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice uh, old train car that they live in yeah. with, a, with a grown rat. So I yeah. think that they are, they're a little classy. <laughs> they're a little classy. I mean, they bring ladies over sometimes. They don't disturb the cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole thing. They, they did do the electrical down there. So it's it like, nice. it looks do you think like they're it. good tippers. Well, if you That's watched, um, secret of the ooze, you'll see that Michelangelo says, keep the tip or he says no tip. You were 33 minutes late. That's right. I think it's in the first one, right? That he was like, you're Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's the first one. That's your good news. He does. He puts the pizza in there and he says, what? No tip? And goes, uh, (laughs) 30 minutes or less, dude. Yeah. And so, and this is part of the secret to staying rich is you this is also what don't. I say to pizza delivery people when they come <laughs> to my house and they say, no tip. And I said, uh, 30 minutes or less, dude. And then they're like, well, that's not a thing for yeah. our pizza company. <laughs> There's no deal there. And I go, well, I'm basing this off of, uh, you know, a worldwide uh, pizza chain's motto. And mm-hmm. if you can't meet that, how do you expect to compete in this world, man? And this conversation is all had just through like the crack of your window, right? They yeah, and I'm eating the pizza as I'm talking to them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you don't get a tip for this. You were 15 minutes over. You yeah. don't get a tip. Yeah. So, all right. So I have beef with you, but I'll get over that beef. Okay. So was the pizza good? It was good. Really delicious. We actually, there were some other pizzas too we had, um, which I don't remember. There was other veggie pizzas. Um, oh my god! But, which I know would make you angry, and I've I was considering not bringing up. Uh, but yes, no, I did like it. I, I, listen, prosciutto on anything, I'm I'm on board for. All right, uh, Jeff, what'd you have? Uh, for dinner last night, 
I had uh, you sushi. Do, you got to do chefs I prepared for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. And mm-hmm. I'll, am, also, am I telling the truth or am I lying? Oh, we'd love the truth because we like all just truth. told the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, all right. So, chefs, uh, for the meal tonight, I've prepared for you a this is perfect. Uh, sushi roll with uh, shrimp tempura on the inside and salmon and avocado on the outside, accompanied uh, by a side of fried calamari. Um, Also under a bed of iceberg lettuce, carrots and tomatoes, um, seasoned with uh, homemade Benihana's mustard sauce, and ginger sauce uh drenched uh all by sauces so enjoy wow wow that sounds like a feast that is that's what we call effort Mm -hmm. and um good specifics i'm pretty sure brian's listening back to this in the editing and he's like that's too much work um but I think something like that, where you put your heart and soul into it, I bet it tastes amazing. Yeah, I mean, whoever cooked it fucking killed it, you know? <laughs> who knows who that was, though? Yeah, I don't know who it was, but that sounds so good. Yeah. I was the judge. Yeah, you night. were the judge, yeah, yeah. And they presented it to you, and then you presented yeah. it to us. Yeah. That sounds like an amazing meal. Did it? Um... Now, I'm not a huge sushi connoisseur. Um, but I've had the bare bones of sushi before. Does sushi fill you up? Do you have to like do you, how much sushi until you're like I'm kind of full? Um, it depends. If I want to eat sushi properly, uh, as I feel I did last night, I ordered one roll with a salad on the side, and yeah, I felt good afterwards. If I want to eat sushi like uh, uh, the stoned American that I can be on some nights, I will order four to five rolls, eat, wow. you know, 40 pieces of sushi and nice. lie on the floor okay. for two hours until it's time to drop a massive load. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's okay. the the rice is what eventually will fill me up. But I had the same situation where it's like at first I start out very, very fast with sushi and I'm like just eating a ton. And then at a certain point I hit like, wool and I'm like, I've had so much rice. <laughs> I just feel mm. way overly full. Yeah. Because what's happening is what happens. What I've heard is that rice will expand in your belly. Yeah. Mm. And that's why you don't throw rice at a wedding Reeves, which we tried to tell you at your wedding, but you were like, oh, so you're like, a rice king. Yeah. I'm, I please throw me as, as much rice as you can. I provided rice bags yeah. for people and people were like, we're not going to use this. The next day we went back to the hotel where Reese had his wedding and there's just a bunch of birds with beer bellies. Mm-hmm. They ate all the rice. They couldn't even fly. Oh. They couldn't fly. They yeah. just had rice in their stomachs walking around. They weren't pigeons either. They look like pigeons now though. Yeah. They got big pigeon bellies. Which pigeons don't like it when you say that, by the way. In case you were wondering. I got a pigeon problem around here, in case you are wondering. Which is real. Well, I the, We were talking about what's real, what's wrong. What I did, that vampire thing, not real. I don't have a vampire problem. I have a pigeon problem. Okay. Yeah, he's got a pigeon and problem. probably a ghost 
Yeah, well, the ghost yeah. thing, yeah. I mean, well, the yeah. ghost you can't see, but the ghost is a problem. The ghosts have, you know, ideas of their own. Well, most of. likely, you could just, if it's making noise, your first goal or test is to just tell it to shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it shuts up, you're good to go. If it doesn't, you should probably move. Okay. Here's what I do. When I hear a sound, a house sound that I don't know, I say, who's there? Mm. Who, who is that? And then if no one answers and I hear it again, I say, Who's there? Show yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that ever work? Um, no one really responds back. But then if I hear the shower turn on, I'm like, okay, you're clearly doing something now. And I, that's not me. So someone's there. If you could not do the shower because you don't pay in the utilities here. So that's actually kind of messed up. And then the shower turns off. Mm. And then I remember... Holy shit, this is an Airbnb. Okay. So, yeah, so this is... <laughs> and I don't know that person. Okay, and here I thought you <laughs> might have a ghost roommate, like a shitty roommate who is a ghost. But you're just in an Airbnb. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know, maybe it's a ghost of the Airbnb, too. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of these Airbnb... That's probably why they're renting it out, right? Well, they haunted. were ghosting me, because they weren't answering. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's where ghosting originated. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's the reason people Airbnb out their houses is they're haunted? Um, I think so. They want to get away. Yeah. And they want someone else to just come in and deal with it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will, you know, will uh, pick an Airbnb site unseen. Kind of like they have blind ambitions. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Punch up. Welcome back. Season 18, episode 11, Blind Ambitions. We're back. Let's talk about this. Uh, Jeff, have you ever seen Top Chef before? I have. I love it. You loved? Oh, my God. What? Wow. You love Top Chef? You're the first guest who's ever loved Top Chef. No. Yeah. We've had or seen show. it before. Yeah, or seen it ever. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm, I'm a Top Chef uh, regular. And I told you, I think, before I guessed it on the show, I was like, oh, I've only seen like the first – the last couple of seasons and then this season when that uh Kristen with the she has a shaved head mm-hmm. she's one of the special guests and they yeah. said what season she was the winner of I realized I've been watching the show for like 10 years <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like that one was a while ago yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not quite an OG but I'm like almost there so I mean you're basically there if you've been watching for a decade you you're in the mix yeah. so you're going to get all the references and already making it better as a third mic uh so what did you think of this episode uh i i think it was it was all right um i i do enjoy that we're getting closer to the end but i was a bit surprised i thought there were still like eight people left um so i think the theme you'll find with me on the show is that i've been watching it for 10 years i don't retain well so so i'm still learning people's names uh, show's almost over, but I'm getting there. Well, I'll but, be honest. I would know their names if I didn't have a fantasy team. I would know yes. their names. And well, I host a podcast and have done an entire season of Top Chef where I said someone's name wrong <laughs> the entire time and knew knew I was saying it wrong and, tr- and could not correct it. So yeah. I, I get it. I'm not good with names. Uh, I feel like the episode for me was good. But the whole episode, I was telling my wife, I was like, they're not going to kick someone off this episode. And she's like, why? I'm like, how are you going to give these dudes a care package from their family 
and then be like, oh, but now you got to cook something with it. And then if what you cook is whack, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> Go if, back to your family with your yeah, ingredients. Yeah, <laughs> with, you, with your ingredients and your, and your failure, you know? Yeah. Like Gordon Ramsay doesn't even do that. Like he <laughs> makes them do that. And then at the end when he's about to cut someone, he's like, I'm not going to cut you. That'd be an asshole thing to do. This was the bye week for everybody. Yeah. So I was waiting for the bye week, and they sent yeah. that lady home, and I was like, oh, shit, all right. Yeah. yeah. This is, Tom Colicchio is a different monster. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a beast. ruthless. Yeah, because she has to go home now and be like, hey, I went out. And they're like, what did you go out on? And it's like, well, the one where you guys tried to help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the one where food. you brought me Brussels sprouts for whatever reason. Yeah. Or whatever. What did she get? Uh, bean, bean sprouts. Uh, bean sprouts, I think it was. Thanks yeah. for sending that to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. I thought the other lady went home. I'm already forgetting stuff. <laughs> well, it was confusing at the end. It was She's, actually yeah. going home and stuff really like that. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about this quick fire challenge and let's let Padma explain it. Five. Each team will be assigned a prep and hotline station. Just like a relay race, one team member will wait outside of the kitchen while the other team member enters the black box. The first chef will have 15 minutes and one turn in the box to taste, smell, touch the dish you're recreating and come out here and get started. When your time is up, you'll stand by in the kitchen, unable to communicate with your partner, while they have their 15 minutes to pick up where you left off. In the final five minutes, both you and your teammate can run inside the box. Oh, a whole five minutes. <laughs> with the lights on to fix any mistakes. All the while, the chef who created the dish will be watching oh, shoot. from another room. Hi. <laughs> wow what an easy to follow clear and concise premise that we all can get on board with and understand and remember throughout the whole challenge so this feels like they got together and said we're out of advertisements we have no more ads to run in a quick fire we actually need to come up with a quick fire and someone said well, Top Chef France does a thing with a black box. Why don't, we, why don't we do that? Can you imagine how pissed off Tom was when he found out there was a Top Chef France? Oh, he was, he was like, what? <laughs> Top Chef, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah. it's only here. It's only here. And people are like, no, it's like everywhere. And he was like, oh, God. He's like, I, I, I and in France, show. that's where food goes to live. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing a Top Chef? Yeah. It, I, I I do think you're right. I think they ran out of ideas. And instead of that, they all came up with separately five or six ideas and said, let's yeah. just throw them all together. Let's just throw them all together. How in a hat? Let's, who cares? Let's just do it all together. Let's have them be sequestered. What if they're like, what if we have them like half the, the break them up the teams, then half of them aren't there. They got to cook it blindly. Then the other half has come in and finish the cook. And then what if they have to taste something blindfolded as well? And like maybe the lights are off. Like they like put all their ideas into one quick fire challenge. It feels like and they also feel, had to bring back Brooke Williamson, who's not even on the show. I, f I feel like the producers like watched Tenet, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, "Yo, what if we did that, but for food?" Which is why they were running backwards into the black box at some point during the quick fire challenge. Yeah. I was also surprised to see Brooke on there because I hadn't seen her on any of the previous episodes of the season. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's she, just, she just brought back just for this quick fire. It was almost as if they were like, oh, well, there'll definitely be someone from Last Chance Kitchen that'll come in. And then that didn't work out. So they're like, oh, we got to get Brooke in here. And then also make her say this was the most dick- difficult quick fire she's ever done and that she was questioning her life decisions, <laughs> which doesn't really make sense with someone who isn't actively competing in the show. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how difficult it was. <laughs> you know, she's like, Dale gets to come here and fucking smell food and eat it all day, and I got to do this bullshit. Like, yeah. come on, Dale's licking plates in the back, and I've got to <laughs> cook blind. Basically, he's Dale's here at demanding seconds of ice cream, and yeah. I got to come eat something in the pitch black, like I'm in the woods. Yeah. Uh, I think they couldn't get anyone from the uh, Last Chance Kitchen because I think they're all pissed off because technically the show is not at the finale and they stopped doing last chance kitchen yeah yeah last kiss it doesn't seem like it makes much sense this season i've watched a few episodes and i'm thoroughly confused at what is happening there the whole thing is supposed to be you win that until the last episode and you come back and they've cut it off and they're not even at the final three right now yeah so it's like are they doing another because they said it's the finale so if they do like another like all right this is the true finale of last chance well it's like well what was the point of having everyone compete then you're supposed to be competing every week that the show's still running. I, I don't I don't understand it. It's not like they had somewhere to go. They're all in a bubble. They could have kept cooking. Yeah. They needed uh I'm sure it had something to do with BMW ad money. Oh, yeah. So, Tom Tom did do that last chance kitchen where he, yeah, he did the top chef and he stole our idea. I mean top yeah, gear and stole our idea and was driving yeah. around at BMW. So they probably I mean our lawyers reached out after that and we mm-hmm. put an end to that. So we ended yeah. Last Chance Kitchen and now that cat's out of the bag. So can I jump in for one second and do a quick time travel to the first episode of the season? Let me buckle up. Hold on. And I my buckle. I just want to ask <laughs> I just want to ask because I watched it and you know this episode uh, I didn't listen to that one from your your podcast. So if I'm treading into Thank territory, <laughs> treading into territory you've already, you know, swam in. I apologize, uh-huh. but did you guys talk about uh, Richard's hair in that first episode? <laughs> I think we did mention it because um, I wasn't. Sh- I was like, "Is this a joke? Like, I, what is happening?" That's a good question. I think that's exactly what Padma said to him first was, yeah. is this a joke when she looked at him? Um, and it was a reaction to both his hair and the fact that he was just there. And it was yeah. like, it was not a joke. His hair is not a joke. His hair is not changing and he is not leaving. He is in every episode. Yeah. And I think it is. I don't know if it was here or if I was talking with someone else outside of the podcast, but I think they are transitioning to have him possibly come on and be a host of the show, which is very sad. <laughs> That's the case. I, he seems like he would love it. Oh, he yeah. would love it. Definitely. But I don't, I don't know if yeah. the audience would love it. Yeah. He's got to do yeah. a little bit of work. I do want to say that his hair was huge, and I know Padma pointed it out and like made jokes about it, but I do actually think he was pulled aside and said, look, this is not your show. You're not the star. Your hair cannot be like distracting because every episode since then, normal hair. He hasn't yeah. even a, he hasn't even attempted to have like crazy kooky hair again. Like if I was a contestant, I would have been like, I can't even cook. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on with this. Like this has to be explained before I open my knives. He had a pompadour, basically. Yeah, it, it was literally like seven to eight inches tall. <laughs> he was a white uh, 
Kid or Play from Kid and Play. Really Whichever was. one had the flat top. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> and if no one is believing what we're saying, just go to BravoTV.com, put in your TV provider information, and go back to the first episode and just wait until you see Richard Blaze's hair. And yeah. then you'll be like, oh my God, this actually happened. Yes, yeah. it did. And part of his whole deal is like in previous seasons, like he does have like wacky hair and he's come back a lot and that's kind of like his deal, but it definitely was the first episode. It was comically out of control and was not addressed in a way that like we kind of know him now where he he's such a cheese goofball that he would address it if it was on purpose. It was definitely not on purpose. And he definitely was told like that needs to go down more because you look. (laughs) Yeah like really he, wild <laughs> like he he walked in there thinking that he had sauce like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i hope that whoever told him that he didn't did not mince words <laughs> they just said just grabbed him by the wrist yeah, yeah. i'm pretty sure he got like that wrist grab off camera and like as they were doing like a, a rap for the day and they said don't do that again with your hair I would I, th- I would prefer a, a collar grab. Like that's how serious that was for me. Like don't grab my wrist. Like grab my neck. And like really push you up against the wall and say, if you ever show up with hair like that again. Yeah. They're getting money from BMW. They don't have time for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, you're messing up our big time sponsor. Yeah. If people but, want to see a spoiler, they'll see it on a M series, okay? Not you. Yeah. Yes, but that's so that's all I wanted to ask. So I didn't I apologize for derailing, but yes. No, this was a joy of a derail. And now I'm yeah. gonna unbuckle because we're we're back yeah, out of the I time can take machine. my helmet off now. And it's good because we're at the end of the quick fire, which wasn't really interesting other yeah. than the fact that it was complicated. <laughs> it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um I do wanna mention I can't believe Dawn literally guessed all the ingredients. Yeah. Just from tasting the food in the dark, that was insane to me. She literally like it just went ding ding she guessed every ingredient while other people were like struggling um i uh dawn wins the third straight quick fire challenge which would mean something if she had immunity but immunity stopped far too early in this show this season. yeah yeah um but she has won three quick fire challenges in a row and as they transition to the elimination challenge jamie says a joke that crushes let's hear it all right chefs you guys are officially entering the home stretch now you guys have to be exhausted, right? Yes, yes, ma'am. I mean, the Top Chef journey isn't for the faint of heart. No, no. it is not. Tonight, pack your knives and get ready for a night that you've all been waiting for. We're going to the bar? <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't have said it better myself, because that's, that's some writer's room stuff right there. Yes. there. That was a killer joke. She crushes... Everyone is going nuts. People are like knocking food off the table. They're laughing so hard. Like Tom took his shirt off. <laughs> Tom was right. He was doing all these things where he was just kind of like slowly jogging around the whole kitchen. Yeah. He was so excited about it. She was doing like the rounds, high five and everyone. The yeah. crew got in there. People were shaking their heads, laughing so hard. And I think like a lot of it was, I think they filmed this during kind of peak covid (laughs) everything was shut down yeah the thought of going to a bar was so outrageous to them because of the times that it just it was such a relief for everyone to get to be able to joke about something like that that it everyone just felt great good joke it was i mean killer stuff i i would try and writers room that but you can't fix funny you know what i mean Mm -mm. um so let's talk about this elimination challenge for the chefs received care packages from their families 
each containing 10 ingredients. Uh, then they're asked to create dishes using their gifted ingredients. While the contestants were not required to use every ingredient in their care packages, they were encouraged to utilize as many as possible. They also got those notes as well in their care packages and from their families. And this felt like they were just doing like a, let's go around and see whose note could make who cry the most. Yeah. And I love that Shoda's note is just, we'll just listen. Uh, it is great to know you are still in the competition. We are very proud of you. While we miss you and your food, we are having a great time with your dog, Dodger. Mine's really short and simple. <laughs> I have Asian parents, so. And then he, so Jamie and Shoda are both Asian and they're both crushing this episode with mm. jokes. Being very and now funny. they're being very funny. They're they're taking all the like they're being the nice comic relief. It's like it's a very heavy episode. People are crying. People are missing their families. And Jamie showed her right there. I'm like, we know how to lift your spirits. We got you. Don't worry. Yeah, and I, I think like it was really important for Shoda to have that moment of comedy because to that point all we had seen was just these very emotional letters that people had gotten from their kids people were crying they've been away from their family for a long time it's a very hard time but what they cut out was right before shoda they opened a letter from tom that was to everyone <laughs> that just said i'm watching you don't yeah. fuck this up and yeah. then on the back it said lol jk 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 love tommy b which doesn't and make he put, sense. They put at the bottom, P.S., have you been listening to Pod Chef? Yeah. Yeah. And it just really fell flat. People were confused yeah. and kind of upset by the. It just like tonally threw everyone off. Dawn started crying again. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> She's I already like, know he's watching me. He's always yeah, I already a know you're table. watching. <laughs> you're always watching. Yeah. It's too much. And then Tom came out and said, I was just joking with that note. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he came and out. Th and then he handed sheet. a real note. He handed them all a real note and he said, no matter what I said, I'm not joking. That note that I wrote, she was real. I am watching you. So don't fuck this up. Yeah. And, and like, then he just smiled and backed away. Yeah. He was like laughing. It was like one of those things where it's like he expected everyone else to be laughing. And he, he kind of like smiled yeah, no and backed away laughing. and then came back in kind of looking around to see if people were laughing. And was, people were kind of like just looking at him like, what, what's your problem? He was like, it's a joke. I mean, like, it's a joke. You guys need to lighten up. I'm, yeah. I'm being very funny right now. And I'm actually a really fun guy. Very funny. My friends think this is very funny what I'm doing. So you guys are the, you guys are the problem. It's not me. You guys are the problem. Yeah, I'm actually being funny. You guys not laughing doesn't mean I'm not funny. It just means you guys have a problem. What did, you, what, did, what did you think of this elimination challenge, Jeff? Uh, well, like I said earlier, I thought it was going to be kind of like a, a softball mm -hmm. where it's just like you don't have to go home even if your food sucked because it's your family. But uh, I thought it was a good challenge. I thought it was funny to see what the people sent to their family members who are on the show. Uh, I thought Shoda's letter was... Uh, funny from his parents because I know that if I were on the show, my parents would have been like, "We're very proud of you," and then it just would have been uh, Bible verses for me to look up. <laughs> so you know they wouldn't have under you know Padman then would have been like, "Why this letter is just Bible verses? What, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this." Psalms thirty seven six. <laughs> yeah, but uh, aside from that, I, I think the thing that um, the only thing that really st sticks out, and I don't know if this is me with the problem or them. But I feel like there's just too much crying on these shows. These people are, are such emotionally weak 
like, <laughs> like, it's just why does everything trigger tears? Like, it's like I haven't seen my family. It's like, dog, it's been three weeks. Like, <laughs> I traveled too. Come on, man. Like, Dawn's Dawn, the only person I'll give her more, you know, leeway to cry because her story about her mom was like legit. But the rest of them was like, I haven't seen my family. So I, you got on a plane or flew somewhere. Like, you're gonna see them possibly in a also, few days. Also, like, they've been FaceTiming the entire time. Yeah, like. So they have so seen them. I feel like it's just a trope that has to be shoved into every kind of reality show. But for this one, I'm like, come on, man. You guys are cooking good food. Like, what are we crying about? So. And so now that Jeff has kind of ripped the Band-Aid off, I'll say it as well. These people on the show were emotionally weak. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why they're crying so much either. Um, I'm pretty sure most of them wanted a break from their families. Uh, <laughs> Didn't I mean, want to have to be home during the pandemic and just stuck with them. Yeah. I think I'll go the other way <laughs> and say I don't necessarily think it it makes them weak. I think this is maybe just a difficult situation. A lot of these people maybe haven't been away from their families a lot recently or anything like that. And there's a lot of pressure with the show. I also do wonder if because the first person cried, there was pressure on all the other people that preceded that first person that read their letter <laughs> to feel like they had to cry. I'm sure well, they are, they are yeah. doing improv um, exercises uh, in their downtime. So I'm pretty sure they're like, okay, well if that person cries, I got to one up it. I got to heighten this. Yeah. And there's and then, producers off camera making yeah. like the slit throat, yeah. like motion Tom, yeah. to, to like, they give notes, you know, we know how reality TV works. So it's like, yeah. we need them to cry. It's like, we're going to, we're yeah. gonna kill someone in your family if you don't start yeah. shedding tears. So and then Dawn like heightened to like the the highest, and then they looked at Shoda and said, "Okay, bring us back up. Bring yeah. us back rest up. it, rest it, rest it. Let, let's rest this. Don't yeah. don't do something tearful." Um, and he killed, and then it went back to someone trying to do a tearful message. Yeah. So I, if you're listening to this, you can either be in me and Jeff's camp that these people are emotionally weak, or you can be in Reeves' camp where you know these people aren't emotionally weak and they actually, you know, it's tough for them to be away from their families. It's fine to be in either camp. Either camp's fine, and yeah. you can choose that. We don't need your letters. Please I, don't write me letters again. I think what would have made for better TV was to see the tears based on each person opening their boxes yeah. and seeing what they had to cook with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because then it's like, oh, and then it's you open it, you see the care package for your family, and you know that they've let you down again. (laughs) I do like that Jamie was very much like, chicken wings, I'm not using that. (laughs) No way I'm going to use that. I would have loved to open a care package and like, it's just ingredients to make my baked macaroni and cheese that my mom sent me. I'd be like, I'm using all this, but I'm I'm not using these bean sprouts. Yeah, like my parents, what they would send is something to be like, oh, we don't actually know each other at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what would have made for better TV for me. <laughs> so, Tom, you know, we can talk. Maybe I can come on as a producer sometime, you know. Oh, we can make that happen. We can yeah. make that happen. Uh, Tom is looking for new producers for the next season. I, mean, I could do their music if they need it. Ooh. Oh. For season 23. Okay. That's when it would be ready by. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. gonna take. It'll take a minute. What's well, a creative process? But the check has to come first. That needs sure. to start now. You need to. Yeah. Because you got to get paid for your time. You're thinking yeah. about doing it. Yeah. So that's important. So uh, they get their boxes and they go prepared for making a dish. Um, and they the judges again. This whole episode is like, 
show us who you are in your food and your family is supposed to help you out by sending you ingredients of who you are in your food. Um, I don't know what's going on with some other people, but Gabe is not playing around at all. Listen to this. Gabe, what did you do? My wife sent me a pork shoulder. She loves when I make cochinita pibil or carnitas. What I prepared is a traditional dish from the Yucatan called panuchos, where masa is fried raw. I filled it with braised pigskins, braised kale, and a tomatillo and chile de arbol stew. For the pork shoulder, I braised it and then finished it on the grill. Thank you so much, Gabe. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Mm, so different. I think this is Gabe's best dish all season. I love that the kale has this thick, chewy pig skin that's been braised in this really spicy salsa. Gabe really showed us where home is for him. I've been to Merida before. I've had panoches. This is an excellent one. You really get the char from the grill on that pork. What Gabe did here, I, th I think you don't see it happen too frequently where, where you could take a, a dish that you find in the street and dress it up and not lose its salt. Yeah. He's cooking to win. Lights out. This is lights out. So when you get reviews like that after serving a dish, it's basically you can, you know, cut, wrap, and print this episode's over because mm. you know who's going to win when the judges are all blown away at your cooking. So Gabe is here to win, and the re he's literally sending messages now that everyone else can pack their knives and go home because I'm not here to play around. Meanwhile, at back at the ranch, Dawn is still missing ingredients on her dishes as some people don't get the gravy when she serves her dishes. Like, how are we still making the same mistake that she made from week one? Do you guys think she did it on purpose this time? Because she thought it would be funny to not give it to Dale and Gail. Because she really wanted to hear someone say like, oh, who doesn't have gravy? Oh, Dale and Gail. They don't. Did, did you forget to give gravy to Dale and Gail? And is there any particular reason that it's just Dale and Gail? That you didn't give them the gravy to? Because Don was like, oh, no, I'm, I thought I did. It's, that's weird. And they're like, no, Dale and Gail didn't get the gravy. Yeah, Dale and Gail didn't get to hail, inhale any of the gravy. Which we know Dale would have. He loves, yeah, yeah he, you know, Dale wants more than one serving of food. And listen, Don's food, Gabe's food looked amazing. Don's food looked amazing, too. I, both of those I would have, like, destroyed. But Dale would have wanted two, and he barely even got yeah. one. Yeah. I did like in the one episode a few episodes back where he asked for more of that dessert that Dawn made. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate Dale for showing up in linen pajamas every episode to lick plates and bowls and smell food like an animal. <laughs> I like, like it. I don't, he represents I, the people. I like Dale. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming it's I'm assuming it's a chef thing and I'm just not hip to it, but like I've never like, you know, been in a fancy restaurant and they put the plate in front of me and I just stick my face in it. Like <laughs> my nose works, so I can just smell it from a seated position. But so Jeff has ripped the bandit off, so I'll go ahead and say it. Get, uh, Dale is kind of a COVID monster. He's kind of really just sunk into full life in the bubble. Um he's not caring at all. He's just letting it all hang loose, literally. So he's got no manners at the table. Uh, like Jeff said, he's looking plates. He's at demanding seconds. I mean, he is he's kind of a, a nuisance. He's the Dennis Rodman of this season. After the couple of glasses of wine, he's screaming out about pandemics. Yeah. And refusing to wear a mask. <laughs> he was doing that 
that was a lot of b-roll that they had to cut out <laughs> of an episode when he said it's all conspiracy um so let's talk about uh, Maria is the only contestant left in the uh, fantasy league who doesn't have at least 20 points uh, left. And when I noticed that, I was like, that's not good. Because ironically enough, following the fantasy league, the chart, it's kind of been the person who's had the least points has been gone, going home the following week. Mm-hmm. And this week it was, I mean, it's, it's going to be Maria, obviously, but we're going to get to that. But she, I, I noticed she's like far behind everyone else who is still in the show. And so there is a disparity there. Um, When they get to judges table, Tom grills Dawn on making mental error mistakes still. And I'm, I'm now thinking that that might be some foreshadowing for what's to come. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, can we talk about something, this new thing that they've been doing this season where it's like, you're grilled at the same time in front of the judges. Oh yeah. In front of everyone. I enjoy, I kind of enjoy that. I enjoy it too, but I yeah. know that just based on how this episode went, as Reeve said, they're so emotionally weak as people that they can't handle being grilled like this week in and week out in front of their own chef testants because it is emotionally draining for them and like, you know, anxiety inducing and panic inducing. Whereas I enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. I think it I think it makes them stronger. You know what I think they should add for a future season? is a challenge where they're not only being grilled by the other uh, Top Chef All-Stars and the judges, they should do an entire challenge where the judges are just, um, for lack of a better word, like uh, uncouth taste-butted Americans who have to eat their cooking so Uh. they can get people who are like, what's this? Oh, pureed mushrooms? No, I don't eat that shit. What else yeah. you got? I would love I would love that. that. would be so cool. We saw, we yeah. watched the, the second season. It was not the second or first season. There was like one of the final challenges. Something similar like that happened where they had to like cook for people that were in a casino. And it was like yeah. people were cooking like kind of, I think it was the first season, like some er. Tiffany was in it. I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, like, it was the first season. It was the first one. Yeah, and they were cooking some like high. She was cooking some really nice stuff, and then like Harold did like a chicken wing, and they were like, "We love these chicken wings." <laughs> yeah, like no one wants to eat fried flowers, you yeah. know. Like Harold could connect with the uh, common person, whereas yeah. Tiffany was trying to do too too high end stuff, and it was just not hitting at all with any of the uh, people at the casino or any of the uh, performers that they were cooking for. Uh, Maria has a cooking 101 moment. Um, let's listen. The problem for me is that very watery salad that was not seasoned or dressed. The bean sprouts, they were water. Did you have to use it though? My wife put them there for a reason. You put those bean sprouts in because you had an emotional attachment to them. Yeah, no, it's cooking 101. Yeah. Emotionally weak. Yeah. <laughs> like my wife put in bean sprouts and now I'm going to see her tomorrow. <laughs> And I chose to use them. Yeah, um, it's cooking like Gail said, you can't. It's cooking one You can't water your salad. You water the salad before you put it on the plate. When it's a plant, when it's in the ground, you water it. When it's out of the ground, you stop watering it. That's cooking one one se- and gardening one Season it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. season it when you take it out of the ground. You water it when it's in the ground, and that's cooking one one for any food. Yes. Yeah. Don't season it while it's in the ground. I'm tired of walking by. I'm so tired of walking by like open air chicken farms and they're like sprinkling Lowry's season salt. Mm-hmm. 
on the on the chickens. Yeah, it's too early, man. It's way too early. You're the seasoning, it. They're just dusting themselves off. They're giving themselves a dust bath. Yeah, it's but way too early. Is it not manifesting? Like, I mean, the chicken tastes great, but yeah. it's still too mm-hmm. early. Like, because mm-hmm. you're losing ninety percent of that salt when you're when you're taking feathers off. So it's like, yeah, I that's want, true. I, I want my salt sticking to the skin. You know, yeah, yeah, I, not the I, feathers. Not the feathers, because you know I'm not eating feathers. You don't want to eat feathers, trust me. No, no, I, I've been there. That makes for a weird. That makes for a weird poop. What if you, you do like a? What if you did like a like their soft shell crab? What if you did that for like with a chicken and you just like dump the whole chicken in the fryer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets on a boat. You lay out some newspaper and some like ship captain comes up with a huge bucket and pours it on your yeah. table. And he's yeah. got like cut up corn on the cob there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you know what's great is after you like devour the carcasses, you just take put a big pile up. You take a photo of it and you share it with all your friends because mm-hmm. that's what people want to see: a yes. pile of eaten carcass and and. Grease and shit all over the, the paper. That's what That's I what do. we want to see. Yeah, we, we we love those photos. So thank you. Keep those coming. So let's talk about this elimination. Maria is eliminated, but they kind of almost couldn't eliminate her because of what happened between her and Jamie. So let's take a listen. That'll be enough. And along the way, you just get tested in ways that you never thought you'd get tested. Eventually, you find out what makes you cook, why you cook. But unfortunately, today, one of you just kind of hit the wall. Maria, please pack your knives and go. I think she has more to give. No, 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 don't Don't. start, don't. She has more to give, I think she should stay. Don't, Jamie. No. No. She definitely deserves a second chance. I'm gonna walk away if you- You're not, listen to me. You have a lot to give. I'm not kidding you. I had the second chance. I won for myself. I've grown so much in this competition that you guys don't even know. I couldn't even talk to you in the beginning. Give her a second chance. Please don't let her do that. She needs it for her confidence. I got that confidence. You deserve this. She deserves this. Take the second chance. Jamie, are you saying you want to quit? I want to give her that second opportunity that you guys gave me. But do you want to quit? No, I don't want to quit, but I will quit for her. Please don't. I appreciate you, sweetheart, and I will not allow it. You have a lot to give, too. And this sounds like a Mexican novella. Like a... <laughs> oh my God, seriously. I think it's really beautiful, and the friendship that's clearly deepened. This is, unfortunately, what the game is. And I am in love with the game. What? Gail, Tom Calicchio, and Padma taught me a girl from Sonora. We didn't teach you anything. You taught yourself it. And that girl from Snore has a lot of talent, and you're going to do just well. Jamie, you're going to really not like yourself if you walk out of here right now. Please, let me pack my knives with grace, okay? I love you. Guys, it's an honor. The honor was ours, Maria. Dios los bendiga. Gracias. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I want you to stay. I know. Love you guys. One for you. Yeah, I am leaving. This asshole tried to quit on me. <laughs> when I first put that Top Chef coat on, Maria Maison was this restaurant owner from Tucson, Arizona, scared out of her mind, doubting every single step of her way. <laughs> <laughs> you 
have the kindest soul. I am a chef, and I am a top five chef from Top Chef Portland season 18. Okay. <clears throat> that was a very straightforward elimination. Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing big happened. Pretty standard. Um, you know, just saying bye. People knew it was going to go home. People kind of accepted it. Easy. Easy peasy. Jeff, what'd you think of it? All I had to say was Gordon Ramsay would never. Like, <laughs> that's not happening on one of his shows. Like, but again, this comes back to like, why are we going to, you know, the actual just cutthroat viciousness of this season of Top Chef. Like, this didn't seem like it was supposed to be the episode where they send somebody home. And they did, and that's why you had this kind of mess at the end. And yeah, I mean, they uh, they really put him through an emotional roller coaster, and then at the end, they still sent someone home. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they. I think at this point in time, Tom's like, "Look, there's no last chance kitchen. I need to get people off this show." Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine how fed up he was watching that? He probably he probably in the middle of it was just like, "Hold on, hold on." Hold on. And he turned to the producer. She's like, "I did eliminate someone, right?" You guys heard it? Everyone here heard it, right? Island, so it's, it's done. So I don't know. I don't know it's, what this is. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm I'm completely lost. Am I the only one who's lost here? Okay, people didn't get my joke before. I'm eliminating people and they won't leave. Okay. It should have actually been since it was you know filmed during COVID and they were probably uh, having their episodes cut short by the producers. I, I'm pretty sure that Tom actually just wanted to send them both home at once. Um, yeah, I think he did. And, but he just didn't, he got so confused at the end, he just, it turned into what it was. How crazy would it have been if Jamie said, you know what, I am willing to quit for her. And Tom said, fine, both of you can go home. Get the fuck out of here. He's like, well, I care. No one came back from last chance kitchen anyway. We voted for her to leave, not you. And you're quitting, so I don't want to quit her on my show. So now you're both gone. <laughs> Yeah. This was scary for me because Jamie is the person I picked to win the whole thing. And I was like, please don't quit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You would have lost your fantasy. I did think about that. So I only have Jamie and yeah. Jamal would have hated this. Yeah. (laughs) That close. So I have Jamie and Gabe left on my team. Um, And with Gabe's performance uh, this week, I am still in the lead with 81 points, and Reeves is still, it's still a game. He's at 78 and a half points. Oh, nice. We are very close. Brian is still very far behind us with 35 points. Yeah. Does he watch the show? (laughs) (laughs) Does he even watch the show? Does he even watch the show? So real quick check-in. So, Mm -hmm. Jamal, I know you have, pick Jamie as a winner. I don't have Gabe mm-hmm. on my team, but I have picked him. I think he's going to win. Jeff, do you have someone that you think that's left is going to be the top chef winner? I'm thinking at this point it's going to be between... Wait, wait, wait. Before you say that, let me tell yeah. you their point totals. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we have a <laughs> money ball situation going this on. This might here. influence... Gabe has the most points with 28.5 points so far in the show. And then comes Dawn with 25.5 and, and then comes Shota with 24.5 then comes Jamie with 22. Yeah. That that kind of shakes out how I see it, too. I, I have Gabe as the front runner with Dawn potentially being the other front runner if she beats Gabe. Um, okay. I feel like Shota's dope, but he doesn't seem to be able to, to make spicy food, which seems to going to be a big problem if you're a chef. Yeah. Um, and the other lady just talks weird, so I'm kind of like just, <laughs> I just, just took her out the run, even though her food is probably pretty good. Um, my question, 
uh, is I've missed some exposition on the show, and it, it doesn't matter to the uh, the quality of the cooking. But is Gabe actually a actual Latin person? Mm-hmm. Because yes. he looks. I just thought he was like a white dude who was just hella into mm-hmm. Latin food. Is, you get that Latin. sometimes on Top Chef, so <laughs> I can understand the confusion. But yes, yeah. he is. His last name is Erales. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I just was like, oh, this is a white dude. He knows some Spanish. That's why he's cool with uh, Maria. <laughs> no, um, he, but he. Full. Yeah, that makes even more sense to why he is just flying through this this yeah. whole series. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And Tom it's has given him a very good compliment on like he Tom likes the refined and technique and that kind of stuff. He likes those kinds of like kind of those chefs that can pull that stuff off and who are consistent, which Gabe is. Yeah. And he also really likes it if you take risks on top of having all that, which is what he did this episode. So I feel like Tom yes, already did. has him kind of in his line of like. This is a guy that I'm going to pull for. And I don't think Tom is, I think Tom's only ever talked to him once, like giving him notes once right. yeah. in the entire show. Because Gabe has won the elimination by my count three or four times. He's got three or four times where he's scored four points or more. And you can only do that in this by winning the elimination challenge. Can, can I make an, one last very brief sidebar? Please. To ask you guys where chris was in your rankings and what you felt about the fact that he spent the entire season cooking shitty pasta over and over again okay with them like when he went home i was like this dude should have gone home like five episodes ago okay yeah this is a thing chris was on my team i thought based when we did the uh, whole uh preseason bit of reading the bios uh i thought he actually had the chops to go very far in the show he did make it to week eight which is yeah. technically far but farther than he should have made it white privilege um <laughs> <laughs> and that's third mike who said that and now that he's ripped that bandaid off i'll say it as well chris that was white privilege that got you to week eight um, <laughs> It is noticing, I'm looking at this, there are six weeks where the only point Chris got was advancing an episode. Mm, yeah. That's the only thing that he had going for him. He had one week where he won the quick fire, but other than that, three weeks in a row where he only advanced an episode, and that's all he did. Um, I thought he was going to be better, but it was like by week four, I was like, oh, God, this guy's terrible. And he's the reason my girl Sarah went home, who was also on my team and was a high earner. Mm-hmm. And... She went home, and then he had to face her in Last Chance Kitchen, and she was so happy to beat him because you're, yeah, saying, you're the a, reason I lost. But also, at that point, is an easy win. Like, yeah. I feel like I could have gotten through Last Chance, Ch- Ki- Last Chance Kitchen against him. I feel like that too, but I also feel like all three of us and Chris could have been in a room, and Tom could have came in with pastaroni and said, make this. <laughs> and yeah. Chris would have found a way to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you think I've been like pasta again? Oh my weakness. Chris, yeah. it's box pasta. It's so just follow the directions. You can't, so it's like, I got it. Yeah, I got it. You I got can't it. mess this up. He doesn't he's like he doesn't cook it at all. It's just completely uncooked pasta. No, we're cooking the pasta from the box and Chris is making his own pasta again. <laughs> and Tom's like, What are you doing? Yeah. It's the, the box. It's the cooking equivalent of that Amazon commercial with the guy ironing. Yeah. <laughs> when the person dies and he just keep rewinding it. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Why don't you just why don't you finish your ironing and then go watch the show? All right. Yeah. You don't have to miss anything. All right. Uh Jeff, let's do our final bit. It's called Ad Film Debone Send Home. This is where you pick from the three of us, even the guy who was apparently too busy in Hollywood to be here. Uh, which one of us between me, Reeves, and Brian would you add film to? Which one of us would you debone? And which one of us would you send home? And feel free to explain your answer. What is add? You mean add foam? Mm-hmm. Yes, add is that foam. like okay. uh, some like of when, those fancy dishes where they add foam to the top of it, like a, a yeah. bacon flavored foam. And mm-hmm. almost inevitably, they go home because Tom uh-huh. is like, "What is this shit?" Yeah, because yeah, Tom's like, "If I wanted someone to spit on my food, I'd have done it." Yeah, yeah, basically. And I do do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raw would have said, "You're 33 minutes late. <laughs> no tip for you." <laughs> Um, okay. If I'm adding foam to anyone, I would add foam to Reeves. All right. I don't have a reason. That's okay. You don't need <laughs> If I were going to debone anyone, I would debone Jamal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have a reason. Okay. All right. And okay. I think the last one is if I'm going to send anyone home, it's going to be Brian mm-hmm. because he's not here anyways. Yes. Thank you. So, you know. Thank you. Good. Ease. And efficiency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep that in, Brian. Uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, uh, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And thank you for providing us with the amazing intro music for this podcast. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I don't have anything I'd like to plug, but I definitely appreciate uh, you guys bringing me on. This has been the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. So I, I definitely appreciate, appreciate wow. it. And if someone listening could put that in the review and give it five stars, that would be appreciated. We need first um, first person to give Pod Chef a five-star review will earn a theme song for their podcast by Jeff Ray. And you heard it here first, and that is a binding contract. Yep. Deposits required up front. Deposit is required up front. <laughs> Five-month minimum of work time. Uh, thank you for coming on, Jeff. Uh, that's it for us here. We're going to pack our knives and go. Go.